0: Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 118 210 That's 0330 118 0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.
1: Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories Chat podcast with me, Rob Davis, Abby Tysus.
2: Oh, hello! I got an introduction first. It's normally Tomstone. Hello. <laughs> that hello. Me. I thought I'd,
1: I thought I'd change it up a little bit. And uh, Tom Canning. How Hi. How are you doing? Hi. I, I'm, uh, I'm well. I'm well. Are you good? Yeah, I'm well. Thank you for asking. I don't often get asked in the introduction. Rob, you've also
2: thrown me because you haven't abused me about anything.
1: Yeah, I was thinking of throwing a dig into uh, Tom, but I said at the end of last week, I'll be nicer. So just not abusing, I think, is definitely hitting that. Yes. Being nicer. So, yeah. HR is on standby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're not the only one having a performance review later, Abby.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to mention me missing Abby's first goal last night, for sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I could
2: have done that. Uh, there's plenty of
1: time in the podcast to come on to that, of course, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll speak to that in a sec. Uh, so, yes, we'll be discussing uh, a few of the talking points from the week's football and looking ahead to the weekend's games across Berkshire. Uh, how have your weeks been going? Uh, Tom,
0: what have you been up to? I've seen Abby a bit more, but uh, what have you been up to? <laughs> Me? Um, yeah. I have been writing the weekend's talking points article which I enjoy doing Ooh. quite a lot. Um, I, I we I sort of I really got fed up with writing, and it was two nil to them, and he scored, and he scored, <laughs> and it was then three one to them when he scored, and he scored. I got really mm. bored writing that, so I I took a leaf out of your book with your your good week, bad week, which sadly appears to have Bring died a death. Yeah. Well, back. but I've uh, basically I, I realised there's enough there's enough sort of odd stuff that gets posted in our in our team chat and yeah. that I see on Twitter over the weekend to write a fairly decent um, sort of either, it can be anything from, from sort of four to ten talking points depending on how much time I've got. But yeah, it's really, really, really interesting. And, and there's always some good stuff. My favourite one this week was um, slough striker Tyler Goodrum um, having a good chuckle at Maidstone United's number four, uh, <laughs> who I believe is Joe Elul, 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 previously of Maidenhead United who kept falling over. Uh, according to the to the tweet which um yeah always always looking for stuff like that the one thing i didn't include was um steve's picture of the north greenford united carpet which i felt oh. was uh very special i really enjoyed that and i feel like there's an entire feature on the north greenford united carpet that should be done by a, a blog somewhere in 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 uh west london but maybe maybe we'll do it as uh, maybe we'll claim them as our own uh, based on the fact they're in the Combined Counties League North Premier, Premier North, yeah. sorry. So,
1: yeah. One of the uh, so for those who don't know uh, the inside of our group, one of our uh, members went to uh, North Greenford versus Wokingham Embrook on Saturday and uh, was sent, delighting us with uh, photos of the uh, Wokingham Embrook yes. um, carpet inside North their clubhouse. Green, North sorry, Greenford North, North Greenford United <laughs> carpet inside their clubhouse, and uh, um, yeah. He was, uh, he was saying it was like it was built in the 90s and then forgotten about, which is exactly the sort of thing we love here in Football in Barclays. Yes, so yes. Very exactly complimentary. As it should be. Yeah,
0: exactly. exactly as it, Yes, it, it's um, he always starts these things like it's like he's about to be completely critical and and always finishes them off with, and it's exactly as I hoped. Yeah, loved it.
1: Absolutely. And it did look very good. So, uh, yes. Yeah. I, I was wondering,
0: do other clubs have? Are you aware of other clubs that have like branded carpets? Because I, I don't recall ever seeing a. Maybe I think maybe the only time I can think of was when I went to Tooting and Mitcham United, and the bar was painted when they when they first moved to Imperial Fields, and mm. their bar was painted in really striking thin striped black, red, and white stripes, and it was like really almost like um, hallucinogenic uh but yeah that's the only thing i can really think of barcode or something yeah and and yeah with the red thrown in as well it was really quite quite something but i can't think of anywhere else that has sort of club branded carpet which i really which i really like they've obviously paid a few extra quid for that over the years and uh um, but i don't know like how would you get a replacement how like if if a bit of it wears how do you how do you you replace to stick a mat down well, perhaps that's why they haven't changed anything. Since, uh, <laughs> so. yeah. Also, you can't change a club badge on the shirts, can you? Because you'd have to just rip it all out and and change yeah. it up. So do the carpet again.
1: <laughs> yeah, logistical nightmare, really. But we're very yeah. glad yeah. they've done it. Very glad yes. they've done it. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Abby, what have you been up to this week?
2: Um, I ticked off another ground, Rob. It's very exciting. Um, yes, I went to Breckensfield on oh, Sunday. Something come on, Groundhopper.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm <a groundhopper>, no. <laughs> I will not be labelled as a groundhopper. Um, we, do, we don't yeah, no. mind groundhoppers. Yeah, great, yeah, great. Um <clears throat> yeah, no, I went to Beaconsfield on Sunday because it was the Barks and Bucks women's trophy final between Caversham and Penn and Tyler's. Sadly, Cavisham did not bring back the silverware. But um, like I said to you yesterday, I just keep going to lots of games where neither side is bad. There just happens to be one that's better. Like it's just they just neither side are playing like horrendously. Like Cavisham weren't awful, they weren't bad or anything like that. Penn and Tyler was just a bit better. Um yeah, no, it was a really, really good game and they had some chances, but um no, no, no silverware for Berkshire um in terms of cups there, unfortunately. But no, it was a really good day out. Um it's a it's a nice little ground actually, so I don't mind. Although I feel like their pitch is weird. i it's it's a very wide pitch and it's a very short pitch. I feel like <laughs> I don't, I don't, maybe maybe I just have a weird perspective, but it just seemed like a strange looking pitch. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was my Sunday, and then um, we did a little football and Berkshire night out last night, didn't we? Went to Wakefield. Yeah.
0: yeah, you was, did.
2: Was um, I was on Twitter duty, obviously. I got palmed off on that. And, um, <laughs>
0: yeah. Who's,
2: uh, writing the, who's writing the report? That's the question. Well, not me because I did Twitter duty. Oh. So, oh, right. <laughs> so uh, Someone else can do that. feel more. like, ah. uh,
1: yeah. It's either going to be me, Neil, or Steve, then, is it? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the four of us at Wokingham Lembroke last night. A Nice game there. But uh, unfortunately, uh, Wokingham losing 2 0 in the end, 0 0 at half time against promotion chasing Abby. And uh, yeah, as Abby said, she missed the first goal due to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, answering the call of nature, but uh, uh, again, (laughs) yeah, exactly it's becoming a theme Um, but yeah, we uh, (laughs) when she came back she had she informed the three of us who were set, sat there watching again <laughs> there'd been a red card so i don't know uh she told us like she'd been following twitter and, uh, and saw that there'd been a red card and we knew nothing about it really <laughs> steve had sort of sort of seen it we saw what was a little bit of a kerfuffle but the we melee, didn't the melee but didn't realize yet. it had resulted in a red card so yeah we're just too busy enjoying each other's company i think oh steve think
2: wrong as well i was furious yeah. <laughs> you didn't follow the format properly. Oh, the yeah. Did.
0: yeah. <laughs> did um can I just uh, we just talking sorry, just to go off topic talking about the counter cups on Sunday. There was a Berkshire winner in the previous game, the mm. Berkshire County Sunday Cup, um which was won by FC Bapco. Um I assume that sound stands for something, or uh, they all work in a um bread roll warehouse, I don't yeah. know. Or a bakery. Um uh, they beat peggy's bar from newbury um so bapco are reading district sunday league Paggy's bar are i believe peggy's bar is owned by brad Pagliaroli's dad from what i can make out um which is which is great um some lots of lots of names you'd be familiar with uh in both of those teams but um yeah bapco won that 11-2 in the end i think yeah. it had something to do with there was a sending off for for peggy's bar which i think set them right back
2: mm, i mean it was think... 5-2 when the sending off happened so. So... Oh
1: okay. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean... Didn't uh, Peggy's bar take the lead twice in that?
2: Wasn't it? Yeah, I think they were two One three up and then for a while, and then yeah. yeah, then it went to five two, and then yeah, the sending off happened, and then it was just. Mm. Isn't it who got blurry... sent off? Do you know? Say that again. Sorry.
0: Who got sent off? Do you know?
2: Uh, I don't know. No, I, I should know. I did follow along, but no, I'm not sure.
0: Very Sorry, I jumped in on the Woking the Memburk chat. There, they're going to be very. I'm going to get angry letters from Carl um, <laughs> Cashwell and uh, and Steve. Uh, I think going they're going to. Gonna, well, Steve, Steve, Steve Williams, Steve Gab has seen them
1: twice in four days. He <laughs> said on, on the chat he, they've conceded five goals, scored none, had a red card, and two sin bins, and uh, yeah, taking zero points from that. And we were discussing right. who the um, who the bad luck charm is for Wokingham out of the the group, but I think. I think we're all quite bad luck, John. I think uh Abby, you were saying that uh you tend you don't tend to see them win. And I checked my stats for Wokingham and over the past four years I've been to see them 15 odd times and I think they've only won once. And bear in mind they have they've had a promotion in those two in those four years.
2: It's, it's that's quite a stat. So uh yeah. Um, Are we I taking think... this as our official ban from going to watch Waking in Embrick then, just as a yeah, collective? Yeah, possibly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Until someone can start bringing some luck, then uh, yeah, well, I think we might have to take
0: ourselves away from working in Embrick games. I, I'd, I'd say fine, I'll go, but <laughs> I don't really know if I'm that much better. So
1: yeah, you'll have to check up um with the previous results, go through your programmes, yeah. and see which games you went to and. Uh...
0: I know oh, I saw them, I know I saw them beat AFC Aldermaston, but I did also see them lose to Woodley United uh, about four or five years ago. So, yeah, who knows?
1: Who knows? Still,
2: It's not right though, Rob, because you did tick off a uh, beer trail, an ale trail uh, pub, didn't? you? <laughs> <It> was <laughs> all bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought I'd coordinate that with a pub on the ale trail, which uh, yeah. So I'm um, making good progress on that front. You'll be pleased to know.
0: <laughs> so you're you, you're a ground hopper and a beer nerd lovely.
1: Yeah, well I think anyone who's listened to this pod for long enough will know <laughs> yeah. will be very non surprised yes. to hear that. So,
2: yes. I think we probably all are. <laughs> I think
1: so. I'm just the support <laughs> group for groundhoppers yeah. and nerds. This is so, yeah.
2: this is essentially absolutely. our AA meeting at this point. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, support
1: group. But um Wokingham anyway. Uh couple of defeats in the week and they're still sort of looking over their shoulders a little bit um, towards the relegation battle um, in the combined uh, counties, Premier Division North. The bottom side goes down automatically and then uh, the second bottom side may go down depending on points per game. Woking in the third bottom at the moment five points above Hollyport who are uh, currently in the bottom spot and four points above CB Hounslow. Hollyport though had a very good win at the weekend at home to Ascot three nil. In fact, um, a bit of a surprise there. Ascot still sort of um, have, I guess, uh, designs on trying to get into that promotion, uh, that second place promotion spot. So Hollyport winning three nil there, a bit of a turn up. Um, Tom, that was one of the games you covered in your article, I believe. So uh,
0: yeah, just much about it. Um, I, I think uh, uh, certainly, certainly it, it was a surprise. Um, I'm not sure if you were a Hollyport fan, having spoken to Richard Tyrrell on the podcast last week. Um, I, I'm not sure if you were a Hollyport fan that you would have been so surprised because I think they definitely felt that from the previous time that the two sides met that they they had deserved something from that game. Mm. Um so yeah, so so I don't think necessarily they feel it was it was particularly a surprise. Ascot won that one nil, but yeah, the return fixture, the just just the joy on in some of the pictures that we've seen Neil Graham sent some pictures um and Jonathan Boker sent some pictures from from that game but yeah just just the sheer joy on the faces of of the players um in that in that particular game um Steve Deverall there was a, there's a great picture um of him just just thoroughly thoroughly enjoying and there and there's a couple of other other really great pictures as well from that um they just they it looked like they they looked like a bit of relief i do i do feel for them in that they would have shortly after that got the news that C.B. Hounslow also won mm. um virginia water also won um so yeah but you know hollyport hollyport roll on and um i, I wouldn't bet against them not finishing bottom because I think there's a whole lot of spirit there, Um yeah. they've got a couple of couple of players in. I think they they, um, uh, they are making the most of their contacts. Sam Lock with his Maidenhead United contacts, and and um, Derek Sweetman with his you know black book of contacts. They they are uh, they they seem to be bringing in players that fit the spirit, and um, you know that I I, I think whether Hollyport stay up or, or go down, Hollyport will continue being Hollyport. And I th- I always feel that they're, they're, they're a club, I, f- I feel a little bit of an affinity for now over, over the years of of covering them because they just, they just try, they just try, they go for it. You get there uh, and, and perhaps it is probably one of the grounds you go to. And, and actually this, this stuck out from, from what, um, from what Richard Tyrrell said to me, he said, we get, get a lot of teams come here uh, to, to Hollyport and they sort of, beat the place down a little bit because maybe it is in a field and it is just sort of um, a fence around a pitch with some porter cabins in some trees and stuff. But, you know, as he, as he rightly pointed out, a lot of these clubs that do that are ground-sharing. What Hollyport have is theirs, and yeah. you know I think they can be very proud of the spirit in that club. And whether they go up or stay, I, I hope they stay up. Um, I hope it's not at the expense of of Wokingham or Virginia Water, and sadly, is at the expense of CB Hounslow. Though, um, but you know I, I, Hollyport will continue Hollyporting, and and I hope long may that continue because mm. it's a it's a it's a smashing little club, and 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 you know. they they are doing i feel like they're doing something a little a little bit different um i can't really put that into any context or or i just it just feels like they're they're doing things in a in a in a sort of sustainable way and just trying to build a club and whether they're at step six step five whatever they'll carry on doing what they're doing which i think is great
1: yeah they're very welcoming club there i've always enjoyed Mm. my visits to uh hollyport and like you say, what they've got is their own, and they're trying to develop it and uh, you know
0: add to what they've got around there. Uh, but there, basically... there was there was certainly a time where where Binfield Hill Farm Lane wouldn't have been mm. dissimilar to what they've got there. So you know, bit by bit, they'll build.
1: Absolutely, and they've got six games left this season to try and get as many points as they can yeah. to stay up. So uh, and looking at the games, four of them at home, um, some of them against uh, well, a lot of them are against sort of Berkshire sides that. Uh, uh, in terms of well, Windsor, Reading, working with Embrook all still to play at home, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple, another one against Spelthorne Sports, uh, who are also sort of towards the bottom end of the table. So you hope for them. A, lot, a couple of the teams there are either not battling for anything in terms of promotion or relegation. So you know, perhaps that at this time of year makes them slightly less competitive. Um, who knows? But hopefully Hollyport can get the uh, the points they need to stay up this season. Because yeah, like I say, really nice club. Really enjoy going there, and would thoroughly recommend it. Some good food there, and some good merchandise. So uh, mm. ticks yes, a my, lot of
0: boxes. I, I think I still owe you for my my wonderful Hollyport bobble hat, which my wife discovered the other day. So that cat's out the bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't appear on any of the bank statements. So yeah, no. Bank of
1: Rob. <laughs> Exactly. Um, laundered, yeah. laundered money in the bank of Rob. <laughs> Very good. But anyway, um, so uh, looked at Hollyport. jumping around a little bit today. But, Abby, you want to talk about the tricky run of games that Reading are on. One of the games you didn't go to this weekend. So uh, um, normally at Reading quite a bit, but weren't able to go on Saturday for their game against Manchester United. Tough run of fixtures and not a great result to kick it off.
2: Do you know what? It wasn't a great result, but it was a great game. I I did watch it live on TV. Um, I really thought we could have got a point out of them as well. But um, they also definitely scored a goal that wasn't a goal. That's because VAR doesn't exist in women's football or even goal line (laughs) technology at this point. So, um, But yeah, Uh, a nice goal from Diane Rose, though. Um, And it was sublimely stolen by Rachel Rowe for the assist as well. That was that was a delight to see. Um, it's nice to have her back on the team, actually. She's been out injured for a little while, so proving how important she is in midfield, definitely. But yeah, no, it was a 3-1 loss in the end, and it's not that surprising. United are pushing for Champions League place, so um, yeah, just a shame really that we couldn't get more goals. There was definitely some chances, but um, yeah, unfortunately, not, not the score that we wanted. I think Partly because we didn't have Tashdow either. She's had COVID uh, recently, so that's why she wasn't playing. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's City tonight as well. So, <laughs> um, no rest, that is. Um, and then, I think that's... I said we've got Villa coming up as well and then and Chelsea as well. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and be as positive as I can for the next few weeks. But, yeah.
1: I mean, they're not in any danger in terms of uh, uh, looking over their shoulder. So, I mean, it's just where they finished this year. At one point, was hoping that it might be sort of top five, top six kind of thing. Now, now, where do you think they'll end up roughly?
2: Um, I think sixth is probably a very good, because as, as with the WSL always, you never really know what's... Uh, well, like Birmingham have taken points of Arsenal, for example. City have had a bit of a strange season as well. We are we we are on joint, <coughs> joint City right now, I think as well. So, um, and they're in fifth, I think it is. So yeah, no, I think sixth is probably about the place. We'll say. I mean, Tom so delightfully said to me a couple of weeks ago that. Reading never Redding. win cups, and they always finish mid-table. So <laughs> that is what Reading are destined to do. But do you know what? I'm okay with that. That's good. I'm I'm happy as long as we're not in some sort of crazy relegation scrap. And the other thing as well is that you have to be realistic because as much as European football would be exciting, Reading do not have the budget for it. So um, I'm I'm very happy to take a take a sixth spot. I think. Anything less than that, I'd probably be a little bit disappointed. I think I, do you know, I think we, I said this at this this time last year as well, and then we ended up in seventh. <laughs> uh, um, but because we were in that annoying race with Everton, and they just picked us. But Everton are having a strange season themselves as well. They're not doing great right now. They're eighth, I think. So mm. yeah, so, let's go sixth. <laughs> is it is it the
0: is it just the bottom team that goes down? Yes, yeah. it is. So yeah, yeah I mean there's. Now. There's zero chance of Reading getting relegated. So, um, not
2: not with Birmingham in the form they're in. No, no.
0: Um, Birmingham have got four points just looking at the league table. So there's zero chance. Do, do you, sorry, Rob. I'm taking over. Um, you, but Abby, do you do you think now is the time for Ever- Reading to chuck some of their youngsters in? And give because they're not, they're in no danger of relegation. I don't know what the prize money difference between finishing sixth and eighth is, but is it, is it because and, and they're out, and it does seem a shame they're out of the FA Cup, but like so, so what's left to play for sixth or eighth? Well, is it, is it worth now giving Tia Prima a run in the side between now and the end of the season? Um, and a couple, a couple of the others because they've benefited from Emma Harry's, clearly. So, if there are players in there they think are are going to do the business in my mind they should be chucked in now told they're going to get 90 minutes for the next three games
2: yeah i think yeah i i think we possibly might see that as well because we definitely saw that towards the end of end of last season um mm. So yeah, I think we might see a few because, that, like you say, they're they're on the bench. So why wouldn't they be? Now would be the time, as you say, to make that step up. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Tia started a couple of games as well. Oh I yes, I, I
0: know that. But mm. but um, sorry, I didn't mean to sound uh, <laughs> sort of snappy there. Just it just feels to me like give her a, give her three four games now. She's got she could have a run of games in the side. Um, but yeah, um, especially if there's players out of contract now that may may or may not be around next season. You, uh, I guess may, hopefully you'll get to speak to Kelly again soon, um, and maybe you can ask. I guess.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I'd be. I mean, Reading have got such a good track record of their academy players as well, and obviously they're doing so successfully as well. You just have to look at who's no longer in the side and doing well, like Kira Skills. She's a. Uh, mm. Is she at Bristol I think that's oh, where she so went I can't remember if she stayed Charlton. there Charlton oh, yeah, yeah yeah there's a couple at Charlton actually and um yeah there's a few teams who are doing well um so yeah I don't see why we might not see that in the next couple of weeks actually so yeah absolutely want to want to keep an eye out for definitely
1: very good indeed and who they? um you said they got man city coming up tonight is that this evening Oh, uh, sorry. Is that yes. um in Manchester? Is what I meant.
2: Yes, it is away to city. Um, I, you know, I've actually seen a few players' Instagrams this morning, and they're playing some very. I think I couldn't even figure out what they were. Just playing some very weird board games on on the coat up <laughs> there. So, um, yes, they are already there in Manchester. So, um. Yeah, that should be an interesting game, actually, I think. Um, I think it's on the FA player. It's not being broadcast anywhere else. But yeah, because we're both on the same set of points, I think at the moment, but I think City have got a game in hand. Um, yeah, could be interesting, especially considering we've drawn one all with them beforehand as well. So we can, t- <laughs> we can take a good game to teams in who are at the top end of the table, definitely. So, um, yes, I'll be very keen to see how they get on there this evening. Very good indeed.
1: Okay, well, there are a couple more talking points before we turn our attention to the weekend's games. Uh, Tom, do you want to talk, uh, just uh, pay some credit to uh, a very nice result from Slough Town at the weekend?
0: Yeah, um, Slough Town had a, a very, very good result. Um, I think they also, um, just looking at, at, um, at the, the players' Twitter accounts, they had, they had what they feel was a was a decent result last night as well at, mm. uh, at Bath City. Although play, they playing Slough was here in twelfth playing playing two teams at either end of the table. Mason United in second um, were pushing Dorking Wanderers for the automatic promotion from the National League South. And if they'd have beaten Slough on Saturday, I think they would have gone top. Although maths is or isn't my strong point, depending on um, how complicated it is. And as we discovered last week... um, you know, working out who could or couldn't win the titles at various points. Um, I struggle with, but yeah, they had a great result against Maidstone. Um, Two, they beat, they beat them two one um two absolutely fantastic goals um, Eden Prouty with a really really good header um and Josh jackman both of these guys defenders um as well which which is great um so you, if you can get if you're getting goals from your defenders as well that's that's really that's that's fantastic but the thing I loved about uh, Josh jackman's goal where he, he sort of um, i think he's a centre-back um, I, I beg forgiveness if I'm wrong about that um but he, he just picked up the ball in the center of the pitch Gone on a mazy dribble, which, let's face it, centre backs you you don't associate mazy dribbles. But no one, no one even attempts to get close to him, and he then absolutely hammers a shot from from uh, I don't know what twenty twenty five yards, something like that. But my absolute favourite bit of it is uh, the the commentator on on the YouTube uh, video um, is already screaming for the goal um, (laughs) before the ball has even crossed the twelve yard box. Um such I and I've 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 checked this. I've I've looked at the I've I've gone through the, the timer um from when the from when the screen for go oh, starts. Um and, and it's roughly just 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 on the edge of the D. Um he knows it's going in. Everyone I th- I suspect in the ground knew it was going in. Um, what a what a fantastic goal. Um my my favourite moment remains uh, it, it looks like um it looks like Joe Ell spent a bit of time um falling over and, and rolling around and, and and obviously I wasn't at the game, so I, I don't know this for certain. I'm only going on the facts posted by the Slough Town Supporters Trust account on Twitter. <laughs> but um just the the picture of of, of Tyler looking at him and, and having a little giggle to himself is uh is rather funny. Um yeah, and and obviously um contrast a little bit with uh, Maidstone beating Hungerford the previous week. There was a little bit of um uh, stuff off the pitch which I think w- wasn't particularly great, but um I think we'll we'll I don't want to say gloss over but it's really difficult to know how to talk about those things when you when you weren't there and you, and you yeah. didn't see it. But certainly there was enough um, from from Hungerford's players on social media to suggest that something slightly untoward went on as they left the pitch. Mm. Um, but as they were talking about Slough and um, they they then went to Bath on Tuesday night and um, I think Scott Davis said he had never worked his, so hard for a point in a game in his life. Um, he scored the goal from from the penalty spot, and obviously Bath are battling um, against the drop, um, which I was, was a little bit surprised about because um, Bath the side I've seen a few times actually over over the years, and they all they always seem to be to be at the other end of the table. So, it's quite why they are they are down that end, I, I don't know. Someone with more knowledge of that than me will, will be able to tell me, but um yeah I, I don't think they're in, a, in in i don't i don't think they will go down billericky had a a bit of a surprise win oh. over hungerford hmm. um so they are they are certainly not down and down and out yet, but um, Bath will probably, but yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, two, two very contrasting results. Slough beat the team in second and then, and then were held to a draw by the team in 19th, but all, all told four points from two games. Um, and I think, I think a little bit, especially after the start of the season Slough had, um, I think they can be quite content with, with where they are. There's been a lot of off the pitch um, uh, distractions, I think for, for the club as well. So you know, I, I think I think twelfth is very fair, and 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 you know, Long May Neil Baker and John Underwood reign at the Rebels.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think this season, without sort of wanting to completely write it off, is probably good preparation for next, if you know what I mean, in terms of like they can yeah. sort of start after that first like couple of months or whatever it was, where they uh, really didn't weren't going very well. They've recovered really well, and so maybe. Uh, sort of going for promotions probably a bit out of their reach this year. Although the playoffs do go down to seventh, but um, yeah, but I'd say perhaps sort of it bodes well for next season when they're, um, you know, taking points off top teams and yeah, uh, consolidating their place despite that. Um, despite that uh, tr- tricky start. Good, good. Well, one thing I want to talk about before we move on to the weekend's fixtures is the promotion race in um, step six in the Combined Counties League Division One. Um, So in this division, one team goes off automatically and then the next four go into the playoffs. Um, The automatic spot is looks like a quite exciting race between Hilltop, who are um, a a team in West London with a a lot of... um, Uh, links to the Somali community around there. In fact, they've actually had a a Somali international play for them. And one of their coaches has been called up um, a few weeks ago to help coach with the Somali team, which is quite exciting. Um, But yes, Hilltop and uh, London Lions look like they're going to be the two teams battling out for um, the automatic spot. But in the playoff places, there's a few Berkshire sides and Berkshire links sides that are um, going for some of the final places there. Um, Wallingford Town are currently (coughs) in fourth, um, with a few games in hand there, and uh, are on a decent run. Um, Eversley and California are in fifth, uh, uh, one point behind Wallingford, but having played a few games more. And Sandhurst Town are one point behind um, Eversley and California. Now, Eversley and Sandhurst met last night, and Sandhurst ran out winners 2-0. So to close that gap there, which was a big result for Sandhurst, because if they'd lost that one, then they might just start losing touch a little bit with um, with that playoff chasing pack. And I saw Sandhurst at the weekend play away at AFC Hayes, and I've no idea how they didn't get something from that game because they were, especially in the first half, they were very much on top. I mean, Hayes' goalkeeper was fine form, made three or four fantastic saves in the first half. Um, when it was all sandhurst and they somehow managed to go in at half time 1-0 down um after yeah a short back pass um the goalkeeper uh, came to it, hit it away and man- managed only to cannon it into the um, into an afc hayes attacker who, uh, <laughs> who managed to score from that opportunity and then hayes got another breakaway goal in the second half although the second half was a little bit more even uh but yes another team that wouldn't necessarily be out of it yet and are going about their business quite nicely A Barks County now uh they are a few points uh adrift but um they've got lots of games in hand obviously they had a good FA Vars run earlier in this in the season and have been involved in other cups and obviously when you ground share sometimes the uh sometimes the uh you don't get to play fixtures exactly when you want them um so they are um they are currently in ninth um a few points, so 13 points off the playoff places, but they do have four games in hand and they've taken 19 points for their last seven games. So they're on a fantastic run of form at the moment and scoring lots of goals. So uh, yeah, one side there that maybe we just keep an eye on till the end of the season, because we tend to not to mention too much about the mid-table sides, because it's all about the relegation or promotion battles. But Bart's County would be the sort of round mid-table for most of the season, but they're really sort of... Putting some a run of results together that could see them sneak into the playoffs for the end of that season. And this weekend they're playing against uh, Sandhurst Town, so uh, a a big game in terms of uh, of the promotion shakeup. They host Sandhurst Town at um, at Hill Farm Lane, Binfield's ground. So a big game in terms of the uh, uh, contention for the for the Step Six playoffs there. And that is something. I mean. At this time of year sometimes club seasons start to peter out or you know you know what's going to happen say Bracknell for example but um, but we've got to get their mandatory um, mention in every week but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah the playoff picture with Wallingford Eversley Sandhurst and Barks County all sort of from the area involved looks really exciting in step six and it's one to keep an eye on so if you're looking for a game this weekend, I could highly recommend Barks County against Santa. It should be a really good game. Both teams looking good at the moment and there's there's uh, something to fight for in terms of a play, playoff position. So, uh, one to look out for there.
2: They're obviously feeling inspired by their success of their women's team.
1: Exactly, yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, they need to they need to sort of up the ante and re- replicate the success from the uh, uh, the women's side of the game. Right. Talking, uh, moving on to this weekend. Abby, do you want to uh, tell us what's happening at Maidenhead Women and uh, this weekend?
2: Yes, I do indeed. Um, so they are playing against Southampton Women FC, but it's a, a very special day. I'm excited as well for it. I'm going to be there myself. Um, so they're having uh, Women and Girls Day. Um I don't I don't know what's inspired it, especially. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be a good day. So they've got loads of things. So the game itself is at 2pm, <clears throat> but they've got loads of stuff going on beforehand. So there's a, a women's walking football taster um, between, I think it's 12.15 to 12.45. They're doing that. And then they've got a girls football skills thing for girls 8 to 12 at some point as well. And then also a girls football skill session for girls 12 to 16 as well. Um, I think there's things like goodie bags and stuff like that. Um they're just essentially celebrating their their women's team, which is brilliant to see from Maidenhead. Um they're also so it's it's free of charge to go in as well, but um I am assuming they'll have uh collection buckets and things like that because they are um, doing it to raise funds for Dash, who are a domestic abuse charity in Berkshire. So, yeah, all all the good things there at uh, Maidenhead this weekend. And um, I'm not sure what he's let himself in for, but Neil Maskell has said that I'm allowed to do PA duty. So you can hear my dulcet Berkshire tones over ah, the PA at Maidenhead. Oh in <laughs>
1: We were Discussing different styles of PA at the, at the, <laughs> the working game last night, and we was saying that uh, Steve Ginman, when he used to do the PA at Maidenhead, used to give the county cricket scores uh, uh at half time. So, uh, you know, if you've got anything else you want to uh, want to mention there, Abby, uh, <laughs> then you can uh, maybe I'll do yeah. the
2: shipping forecast,
1: <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah, something equally as niche. <laughs>
2: But yeah, no, it's going to be a really good day and lots of people should come and watch Maidenhead uh, play Southampton women. That should be a really good game. Um, I'll be honest, I can't remember where they are in the table. But (laughs) um, yeah, Maidenhead, uh, yeah, they're they're doing all right mid-table themselves as well. So um, yes, it should be a very fun day. So everybody should come and watch Maidenhead.
1: So yeah, two o'clock at York Road. Um, Indeed. One to to put in your diaries there and certainly one to get down for. Are there any other games you'd like to highlight from the weekend, Abby, that you want to... uh... If they, people can't get to Maidenhead, where mm-hmm. else could they uh, uh, look to go for Berkshire football? Uh,
2: yes, indeed. There's actually not that many home games coming up this weekend, as you said before. We're sort of at that tail end of the season, so there's a few teams who, so uh, Slough Rebels, for example, their their season's finished now. They're done Um they lost lost Ascot at the weekend, unsur- unsurprisingly. Um, but yeah, there's a few few teams who are seasons are done so it's sort of like we're in that yeah as i said tail end and then there's a few teams we've got to catch up where there's been postponements and stuff like that but um there is faction versus shinfield in the development division actually and so um that's one that i keep saying they're cat and mousing each other but shinfield won the division last uh last weekend with five games to go I think it was but um, I think faction will probably be keen to get a result in over Schimfield. Um so yeah that should be a good game um, Elsewhere in Division 1 Mortimer are playing Cabersham. Um that's, uh, that's another little Berkshire derby there um, and other than that I think most people are away this weekend um, yes yeah, so there's not too much actual Berkshire action but yeah there's all the usual fixtures on the website if you are keen to go and watch the women's football this weekend
1: very good indeed and tom how about you pick out a couple of fixtures on the men's side that um, yeah might be worth um, watching this weekend
0: sure i think um not necessarily a home game but in the Isthmian league south central division 1 um thatcham town are away at westfield and this uh, this this one will be crucial for for thatcham in sort of avoiding that that relegation playoff, or even even I think I don't think they're in any danger of automatic relegation of Thatcham. But, um, the 17th place, the, the relegation playoff spot currently occupied by Sutton Common Rovers, um, they are only five points above Sutton Common Rovers. Westfield, um, uh, Thatcham have 29, Westfield have 26. So, a win at Westfield, Yashua Romeo's Thatcham Town, a win for them uh, at Westfield on Saturday would do. Uh, would do absolute wonders to ease the nerves over there in West Berkshire so I think that's really one to watch out for and um, I think just in the in the combined counties league I think there, there's there's probably two games that have, um, so there, there's there's two games that will have bearing on each other Holyport against Windsor, Holyport obviously really need the three points and they also need, uh, they could also do with Ascot uh, doing them a favour the team they beat last weekend, they could do with Ascot doing them a favour at home to CB Hounslow and um, that would really shake things up at the at the bottom of the Combined Counties League. So there's a couple of really big games there. Um, I probably could also pick out Wokingham at tadley Um Obviously, Tadley-Khaliva's ground is just inside the Berkshire border, so we're very happy about that. Um so, yeah, um, and if, if you want to see the Merton boys, they are with Hamworth Villa at Virginia Water, who play at Stag Meadow. So, there's some, there's some really, really big games. And, Rob, I think you mentioned Barks County, V Sandhurst Town earlier. That was the other yeah, one I was going to pick out. Absolutely,
1: so. very much so. And, uh, uh, yeah, as we said, could have some bearing on the promotion race there. And, yes. Uh, you've got to uh, uh, mention, as I said, it's a, a obligatory every week we're going to mention them at least once, but Bracknell could wrap up the title officially this weekend. Um, If they win at, uh, or basically if they better the results of uh, Chertsey, Chertsey and Basingstoke can still theoretically catch Bracknell, but um, uh, if Bracknell win at the weekend and Chertsey drop points at home to Hanwell town, Chertsey are in second and are in third. So a big match there anyway, then Bracknell will be champions. Basingstoke, yeah, if they if they win, Basingstoke can't catch them anyway. But if they right. don't do it then, then Bracknell also have a game on Monday night at home to Tooting and Mitchum. So okay. before we speak next, Bracknell will have two opportunities to wrap up the title. So hopefully we can talk about them uh, as title-winning <laughs> Bracknell Town uh, by this time next week. I suspect we will. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Anyway, uh, before we get out of here, does anyone have any other business they want to uh, uh, talk about today?
2: Yes, I'm just going to mention um, Tuesday next week is the Barks and Bucks County FA Senior Men's Cup semi-final. (laughs) Um, So, Ascot are hosting Wick and Wanderers. So, go and buy your tickets from Ticket Pass from us. Um, I'm very excited for this game. Yeah, Um, absolutely.
0: When you say from us, Abby, we don't get any money for it.
2: Well uh, yeah, <laughs> but I mean like use use our what is it, our store. Our mm-hmm, ticket absolutely. our ticket pass store, yes. Nice. Um so around five hundred tickets already, haven't they? Um
1: for the game. So uh hopefully expecting a, a bumper crowd um, down at the race course ground. Um I think they're capping it at something like twelve hundred, so uh, tickets there still remaining, but it should be a big crowd and a good night. So semi-finals of the Barks and Bucks Celia Cup there.
0: Uh, I think they've, they've sold uh, half of the tickets so far. So, um, okay, gone up since are, the last they time. Are I, going, uh... They are going fast. Yeah, so
1: mm-hmm. make sure you get in there and get your tickets because, yeah, it could sell out and they might not be available on the door. Very good. Alright, anything else? Or should we leave it there for the week?
2: Just uh, obligatory again, awards mention that it's uh, well, we've just passed the three month mark. So, three months until that. our Ooh.
1: awards ceremony. Yes. Hopefully, we're going to have some more announcements about that soon. Anything you can tell us, Tom, or is it just what's already space. To go.
0: It's all ready to go. I am just waiting on graphics from awards sponsors, and then it will be live. Hmm. 16 categories. Um, to, to nominate for so yeah uh, we will need your nominations soon
1: very good <laughs> so watch out on uh, footballinbarkshire.co.uk for any information on that and all of our social media streams as well good good all right Sorry. then well, let's let's get out of here then so thank you very much for listening um and if you've enjoyed us please follow us on twitter facebook and Instagram now Uh, Abby's got the keys to that so uh, um, yeah plenty of content for you there and of course on footballinberkshire.co.uk as well time to say goodbye so say goodbye Tom bye say goodbye Abby see ya and it's bye from me as well goodbye everyone
0: This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured Abby Tyshurst and Tom Canning. It was cobbled together by Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. Find Football in Berkshire on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and at www.footballinberkshire.co.uk Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a working-based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330 118 210 That's 0330 118 0210 for a free initial consultation and let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.